Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Woo! Hello, everybody. I am so, so happy you are here today. Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. This is an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting-edge mind-body-spirit healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools, so that you can move beyond whatever is holding you back right now, fear, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, things you might not even be aware of from past lives, um, ancestors, etc., etc., and really helping you to clear all that so that you can heal, whether it's an illness, past trauma, maybe some other breakdown in some other area of your life. Right. So if you don't already know, I am your host, Tanya Penny, and I am a vibrant body and abundant life catalyst and coach. And I'm here today because I'm devoted to helping you have a healthy body, a peaceful mind, a balanced life so that you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and ultimate freedom. And today I'm always excited, but today I am even probably more excited than normal because I have Jennifer Huff with me, and we are going to be diving into the hot topic of money and abundance. Whew, I can feel it already. This is going to be a really good call today. So for those of you who are live with us, welcome, and this is new for 2018 to those of you who've been on my podcast for a while. We are going to be taking questions at the end of the call. So if you are on the phone, you can submit your questions by hitting star two, and then I'll unmute you um, towards the end of the call, and you can ask your question. If you're on the webcast, there is a box all the way at the bottom of the screen. And please put in your first name and then your question comment, and I'm going to get, me and Jen are going to get to as many as possible today. All right, for those of you who are new to Jen, let me tell you a little bit about her. So Jennifer Huff is a best-selling author, seer, and lover of life. She made a traumatic transition in her 30s from working for a multinational corporation, doing forecasts, to seeing life, people, and the world as an energy holograph. She now travels the world acting as a conduit for those who seek the ability to fully live out their purpose with clarity and confidence. Why? Because it became clear that we are ready as human beings to be free, expand our compassion, and fully enjoy our lives instead of living out of fear and control. She engages metaphysical tools that bypass the need to constantly analyze by going direct with consciousness. And Jennifer's work is for those that know it is time to be the change, be fulfilled, and find that something more that is waiting for all of us. So welcome, Jen. 
Tanya, I'm so happy to be here again and so happy to be here, especially with you. Oh, Jen, I am super happy today, too, and just honored that, I mean, I know that we all have busy lives right now and full schedules and that you were able to, um, that you just were able to be here with us today. I, I feel grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, my heart is full. It's, it's, and it's been just a energetically, I don't even like saying energetically because so many people say it that way. I mean, like, metaphysically in that multidimensional reality that is most of what we're comprised of, there is so much shifting because of all the contrast in the world. <laughs> and not only that, like even even natural things like eclipses and, and you know, all of those things really affect us. So, you know, it's been intense these last 10 days. I know even before we got on the podcast, you and I were talking about that. What? Yeah, there is a lot going on and it all, you know, our topic today is money and abundance. And as me and you know, um, and on a personal note, I just want to let everybody know that Jen and I, Jen and I go back a ways. Um, <laughs> we met in Bali. Was that 2013, Jen? Oh, we um, did. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I've worked with Jen in flight school. And um, so, so we have a history and um, yeah. So just, all of it right now feels like to me, Jen, like things are really like the ship's hitting the fan. Um, and that can look, yeah. and that can look quote unquote good or bad to our egos, um, um, depending on what it is. And yeah, right. I would just like to maybe start because I know it's all connected. I think it would yeah. be really good to start with that. Like what, what, what do you see happening now in 2000, the beginning of 2018? Well, in the beginning of 2018, I first, uh, you know what, I want to address something you said, too, because it's so perfect. People start looking at the things that are happening as good or they put it in terms of good or bad, right? And it's all towards our greater congruence and alignment with consciousness, right? So if it's all towards our greater alignment with consciousness and and assisting us to align with the piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth that we are. Like we're being redirected constantly and it's speeding up. So the cosmic two by fours and can come from out of the sky and hit you in the side of the head on a daily basis if you want. (laughs) Well, if you're not, so do you think that's happening though? It's like the the two by four thing. It's funny because I've heard from several of my clients. I didn't listen to my guidance and the two by four had to hit me in the head. Well, and that's basically it. It's not so much about, it's not, so we can't judge it or good and bad, good or bad, because in consciousness, in, in the, in the beautiful universe, creation, whatever listeners want to call it, and you want to call it, or I want to call it, it doesn't matter. In all of creation, everything's happening for us. So it's actually ultimately all for the greater good. But we don't want to judge it as we ask for this journey. But you can't ask for it and then say it's good or bad when we get those redirects or those cosmic two by fours, which are really mm-hmm. simply redirects. We got to ask ourselves, what are what? Are, like, thank you first of all, and then the place that I go is, you know, the place I go is to curiosity. I'm really curious as to what it is you're trying to tell me, and I ask deeply. For the clarity of, let's say, the clarity of language or the clarity of what there is to do in order to bring myself back into alignment. 
And um, the question that you asked in order to get us down this wormhole so far is, uh, like, what's happening in the beginning of 2018? And what's happening is we started 2018 with a full moon, which, of course, is a reset point, right? Every every time. So if you imagine, okay, so we had a blue moon. The second moon, which means two full moons in one month. So at the end of Mm. January... What happened was the full moon was not only full, it was also um, at its closest point in the Earth's orbit to the Earth, meaning its power to affect us. And when I say affect us, I mean it just as much physiologically because we're made of water and we know that gravity affects all the water on the world. So it affects our biology, but it also affects us physiologically and uh, multidimensionally, atomically, because um, the moon metaphysically represents the divine feminine and those cycles. And, and emotion. The fe- and emotion, and also our uh, the awakening or the giving permission to those emotions, right? And yeah, so and isn't it too the shining yeah. of, and also the shining of light, right? The shining, it's like the, the shadow, right? The shining mm-hmm. the light on the shadow stuff. And now we go into the, the eclipse. So you put on top of the power of, so, so, so let's make this really real for people because I don't want to, you know, people listen to this stuff and they think it's fluffy. It's not fluffy. Yep. Think about it. The sun shines the light, which contains photon packages of light, scientifically, synchrotronic radiation. That radiation actually assists us to enliven ourselves and to um, activate our ability to be multidimensional. So you've got, like, the light that causes life on Earth, the information about that life coming through in photon packages of light. And then you've got two times, and and you've got our circadian rhythm. So you imagine that the human physiology has been trained over thousands and actually millions of years to be able to, um, we're actually attached to these cycles, right? We know when they're coming, even the really long-term ones, like having a blue moon and having a, having the, all of these things are in our body. We're used to them. It's part of the, the, this becomes part of our, uh, multidimensional, physiological, um, even our um, our multidimensional memory, I would say. And so, and so, here are these bodies getting used to a certain thing, and all of a sudden, there's this major pattern disrupt. So you've got the light that causes all those things that's shining on a full moon. That's a moon that's as close as it can get to the Earth, as if you couldn't have any more power about an eclipse. And then when you do. <laughs> In this beautiful cycle of how everything's going to work, we have this incredible anomaly happen where the light that causes life on the planet is blocked out temporarily because it's reflected off the moon, of course, right? So the sun's light is reflected off the moon and it's completely blocked out. So now you get this incredible opportunity for not just the reset of the full moon, like making new choices, but that eclipse is about allowing oneself to get a break from their forward trajectory. So a break from the awakening trajectory or the path of their greatest fulfillment. You just get a break for a moment. 
And what gets to come up is, uh, let's say, exponentially more crap. That's the asking of this eclipse. That exponentially more incongruencies can actually rise to the surface, not to come up so we can analyze them. If we come up to analyze them, we'll have a nervous breakdown. Because it's a lot right now. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> well, I know right now there's some people out there laughing their butts off because they're going, yeah. It's it's almost like consciousness is saying, no, you have to get out of the way. Like, you have to get out of the way. You do. Because if you don't get out of the way, <laughs> you know, your nervous system won't be able to handle this much transmutation. So all this stuff comes up in this moment where uh, the light that affects life on the planet just is, interrupted as reflected on the moon. It's just interrupted by the earth getting in the way of the sun shining on the moon. And we're like, oh. So now all this stuff comes up, which again I say to you is, thank you. Thank you very much for all this stuff coming up. I've been asking to go on my path. I've been taking actions towards, you know, embodying I've been wanting Yes, thank you very much. Right? <laughs> And so now, in an answer to your prayers, you silly rabbit. <laughs> tricks are for kids. That's right. Tricks are for kids. So that's what you get. What you get is, what you get is these incredible, any, oh, my God, I've had so many, we even talked about, you and I just talked about one, so many misalignments or odd short circuits or um, weird things that are misunderstood that need to be cleaned up, um, coming up in relationships, coming up about money, coming up about business for sure. Like where we, right. Where we, where we haven't been clear or where we haven't owned things or where we haven't fully communicated, it's not working. Like, so we have to clean up all that stuff and, um, and what's being asked of us, at least I, I can talk about myself and our clients, what I'm looking at, and I'm sure you felt this, Tanya. There's no way you haven't felt this. Um, the asking is, first of all, how do I get in more direct connection with my innate guidance? You know, how do I, how do I be present to that almost like I'm living a walking meditation? That's one. The second yeah. thing that's being asked is, am I doing every day the things I need to do in order to stay in um, in that direct communion, in that where I don't distract myself by trying to control life, I actually come back in my body and just dance with what's in front of me. So instead of wrestling life to a ground, how do I remain in the dance with, and when I say life, I mean the 99% of, of you that, right, I'm talking about like, those photon packages of light that communicate with you from all of consciousness and this three-dimensional existence where we get to play out that guidance. How do I stay in direct communion with all of that? And then putting the pieces in place because, you know, 10 years ago, you could have taken that for granted. You didn't need to need to meditate every day or do whatever your process is. You didn't need to do that um, because, it was still going slow enough where those cosmic two by fours weren't quite as painful or as fast. Right. Well, so. and I think, yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things, and I just want to reiterate it again for everybody listening, because I think it is so important what you said, Jen, is that to not, whatever's happening in your life right now, 
whatever challenge, whatever breakdown, whatever, whatever it is, like I said, the shit hitting the fan, right? Before we got on the call. Um, yeah. It's like not judging it and not mm-hmm. getting caught up in why is this happening? Cause so many people ask when something quote unquote bad happens, it's judged bad by the ego. Why is this happening? And that is a distraction too. That can keep yeah. us distracted and caught up in that, which keeps us from moving forward. So number one, you guys, whatever is coming up, like accept it. Don't judge it. Say, say thank you. So number two, have gratitude for it <laughs> because it's actually the yeah. answer to your prayer, which is I want to go direct. I want to be the full out light and love I'm here to be. And in order to do that, all this quote unquote shit must hit the fan right now and, and clear out. Yes, and we have to have the courage to actually listen to what the redirects are saying to us, and then we have to take action on what's presenting, and some of that action is not very fun. So, you know, I've had pretty, oh, it's highly uncomfortable because we've been living for decades, and never mind decades, probably lifetimes, but we'll just talk about this lifetime. We've been living for decades in a well-practiced habit of being able to sort of have our egos get away with just being like slightly in control or slightly being able to predict the outcomes. Put the brakes on. Yeah. It's, it's like giving us, our egos wanted to give us this illusion that we're, we're just, just a little bit of control. It's like, all of us who are on this path that are moving really quickly forward. Oh, I just got hit with something. I got to say this. Hmm. That are moving quickly forward. Um, we we got to have a lot of compassion for each other. This is not time to judge. This is time mm. to have a tremendous amount of compassion for each other because our screw ups are going to happen deeper and at light speed. And if we all know that about each other, and I would love to even say this, if there's anyone that you need to apologize to, you know, because you know there's, or anyone you need to clean something up with, or anyone you need to thank, right? anyone you've yeah. been blaming, anyone you need to thank that you haven't thanked because you're so busy managing the drama, this is the time to do it because that's what starts to clean this up. But I wanted to share something. Oh, my God, Tanya, you so get this. <gasps> this is so good. One of the things that just flashed in front of me is there, I had this conversation with one of my clients who's super duper well-known. And the reason I say that is because even those people, like people who you think, oh, they got their shit together, they don't have their shit together. <laughs> No one has their shit together. Nobody has their shit together. There isn't anyone on the world in the planet that has their shit truly together. And I don't even know what that means, actually. But we started getting into this conversation, and this totally has to do with abundance and vibrancy and everything we're talking about today. She said, what is it about... Why is it that some of the greatest leaders or the greatest minds or the the most evolved thinkers or the ones that truly at the deepest part of their heart want to assist and the, like really want people to see it, and as a side note it's so funny as we're talking don't you ever find it weird when you're doing marketing to people 
that all you want to do is just have them see your heart and that you're sincere and that you really want to help and that you've got something that would help them and you just want them to know that. But we have to go through these odd channels of communication and people are so jaded now that there's even the filters are, it's hard to hear. Like we don't trust when someone authentically wants to help. Uh, And I'm thinking of a particular situation right now in my life. So we don't trust. So then well, and we don't even, yeah. uh, Well, yeah. And here's the thing. I'm so glad this is coming up because I, we actually talked about this a little bit yesterday, me, uh, Mm -hmm. the other Tad, um, the whole, like, being your authentic self, and in terms of we're talking about marketing right now, that there's been so much bullshit said to us. Yes. That now, yes, now people are actually, people weren't trusting themselves, and now they're trying to learn how to trust themselves again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like a relearning, which puts people on, like, super cautious mode, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just feels uncomfortable for business owners. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's super cautious mode, but that's, so now we go back to what we talked about originally, we can full circle the original conversation. What are all the shifts that are happening? The shifts Mm -hmm. that are happening are about coming into congruency, and as you come into congruency, and I hear the word authenticity used a lot, I don't like using it because people have so many different definitions, but as we come into, I'm going to say integrity or alignment or... Alignment, um, I like, yeah. Yeah, alignment's good. How I would say it is there was a trajectory that you put yourself on through the choices you've made over lifetime. And the piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth that you are is calling you. And it equals a whole bunch of ways of being. And we're getting redirected back to those. It's like being the way this personality would be if it was totally dancing with the entire universe, a universe which completely doesn't even have a conversation about trust. It just expands forward in total abundance all the time. So we're being, so you want that. We all want that. We want to live in that same abundance that the universe is. And this is bringing, these redirects are bringing us back into alignment with that flow. So I wanted to be really specific about it. So it doesn't sound like some nebulous concept. It really is knocking us into uh, a reality where we, I hesitate to use the word, can't get away with. Um, We can't let our egos get away with convincing us to do something other than that which um, is towards our greatest calling. We just, we can't do it anymore or we end up in a mess. But Tanya, that conversation that was coming up for me, I was in a conversation with that woman yesterday and it was all about like, what is going on with so many more, as you said, so many more people being very skeptical? And also, here's another thing that's happening. People are signing up for programs at the very last minute because they want to make sure that it's in the highest and they don't yeah. want to be sold to. Or, you know, there's this thing of, People sometimes wonder, why is it that I'm not having that conversation, this conversation with this other person? I've emailed them and called them, and why isn't it happening? When we start to trust our guidance, what happens is, for so long, we put it on ourselves. Like, 
what am I doing wrong? How, am I getting this wrong? How come we're not talking? How come this isn't happening? But consciousness is saying to us, you wouldn't want it to happen now. Right. You're it's waiting for that. If you want that person to get into it's not just for you. If that person has to get in alignment, or if you're waiting for new team members, if those team yeah. members that have to get in alignment, you don't want the half-assed ones that aren't quite ready. You want the like juicy, <laughs> holy smoked ones, and you want them to be in alignment. And we're in a little bit of a like, um, uh, like it's a little bit, it's a little less fluid right now because we haven't reached the new plateau. Does that mean make sense to you? Yeah, because what I'm as you're talking, what I'm seeing is like this, um, like things are moving so fast, like things yes. are moving and changing so fast that if I would have even signed up for something six months ago, three months ago, two months ago, it might not be the right thing for me now because yes. I have changed so much in such a short period of time, right? So, so yeah, it's like a lot of people are maybe realizing consciously or unconsciously that they're going to have to wait to the last minute to say yes to something because they are shifting. They're in the middle of a big shift and it, it hasn't completely, like you said, got to the plateau or got to the, the ceiling or whatever, whatever it's meant to be for a little while, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And that's because if you look at what happened at the end of, Oh, and by the way, we didn't even talk about, the end of the year for most of the world, the end of a calendar year is also a massive reset. Then you have a moon, then you have an eclipse, then you have a super, a super moon, then you have a blue moon, then you have, you know, it's, it's, that's a lot of um, turning up incongruencies to happen. So just be a little bit patient right now is what I'd say to everybody is you're, if you're trying to push, like if you're trying to push, it won't work. Jan, it's so it's, funny. Right before you said that, I just typed so I didn't forget. Slow down. Yeah, you have to slow down to speed. Yes, this is a huge time of slowing down to speed up. You must slow down to speed up without, without, without any. So it's slow down and listen is way more important yeah. than trying to push to speed up. Because if you push, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a girlfriend last night, right? Uh, this is a different girlfriend and yet another huge leader in the world of assisting people. And she, she and I were talking about relationships. Um, and as we were talking about relationships, she has this amazing marriage of the hearts relationship, just such a connection with this guy, but he lives halfway around the world and they visit each other. And this is just the way my marriage of the hearts worked. And she and I this weekend had some crazy, crazy stuff come up, like really hard, hard, like deep, deep stuff come up. And as I was talking to her, she said, I just want us to be together after all these years. I just want her to want us to be together, you know, and I was like, oh, I so get it. I went through five years with Adam of not being together. And I can tell you that I probably pushed the end. I probably pushed a little hard. And part of that pushing a little hard means that when you're together, when you finally come together, you don't, you have to work through things without much time for integration. Like you really have to take the time to get out of the house. You really have to take the time to have that same time apart in order to integrate. 
And with people who are already together, who, like you, people who are already together, if it truly is a marriage of the heart, you're going to be forced to spend time. You're going to be called to spend time apart because if it truly is a marriage of the heart, what it means is to go through these upgrades, we have to have our own individual experience. It can't be... I don't like the way your experience looks and it makes me really uncomfortable. That can't matter. You just got to, you just got to do you boo and they got to do them. <laughs> right. And oh, I have yeah. a feeling I, I just said that right to you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And you definitely said it to me and probably to many other people listening. Absolutely. And people, I just want to say, like, those of you listening might be thinking, um, I thought you guys were going to talk about money and abundance. Well, as Jen and I know, and I used to like, Jen, do you remember years ago when I was, when I was coaching with you and I'd say, you'd say to me, what do, you know, I'd be like, Jen, what does love and money have to do with each other? And you were like, Panya. And like, I don't know how many conversations we had about it, but it's all... Right. It's all about that. Yeah. It's about receiving. It's about not controlling. It's about, I mean, everything. Yeah. That you're just, you're saying. And yes, right now for me, again, you know, we're being called to spend some, talking about me and my sweetie, we're being called to spend some time apart again, even though we just had some like six months of it up until November. Right. It's like, again, we're being called to give each other this space so that we can go and integrate more of the shit we just went through. And, yeah, um, and, and yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's, it's not, it's not. And money's related. Start, yeah. Well, it is related. It's not comfortable, but you know that, you know, that it, it, and we throw a little bit that it, it, it's meant to be that way. And we throw, yeah. um, I know when I say this, I'm sure we're all going to laugh together, which is we all throw a cosmic, I know how this goes. I mean, our clients feel the same way that I do, that you do. You know, it's like <laughs> we throw a cosmic temper tantrum, right, because we're so used to being in a certain kind of flow. And when it doesn't look the way we've expected love or money to look, we throw this incredible cosmic temper tantrum, like, but I know how it's supposed to look. And consciousness is saying back, yes, we know, you're, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong about the way you know love should feel and look. The problem is in a time of great bridging, in order to get there, it's not the getting there that's the problem. It's the how you're going to get there, that if you judge the how, you really are going to take a lot longer to get to the thing that you can envision. And once you get to the thing that you can envision now, trust me, it will already be better than what you thought because consciousness is always shifting. But, Tanya, i got to say this. I am so called, are you up for me answering the question, what do love, like specifically, energetically? Oh, yeah. Like painting the picture, what do love and money have to do with each other? Um, please, because everyone listening probably wants to know as well. <laughs> I, and I have a better grasp than I used to, but yes, I would love to hear the new, the new 2018 version. Version of that, right? Because <laughs> it keeps being upgraded, I know. 
I know, I know you're getting it. I, I know we're all getting, I know we're all feeling it. It's, it's, you know, we're feeling it. Putting words around it though, um, especially I love to put words around things that people are feeling because what it does metaphysically is it has it, 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 it land, you start to embody that truth. And when you embody it, it makes it easier to live out that truth rather than not really in your mind knowing what it is. You can kind of feel, you instinctually think of what it is or you can feel it, but there's no words. As soon as the mind has words, the mind's at peace and then it's like, oh, okay. Yes. And before, and before you give your version, I just feel like I want to, I want to put something out there for you to connect to it. Um, one of the sure. biggest things that I've noticed that has come up is because I kept asking, right? What is what is my biggest block to receiving anything, any abundance at all, right? Um, whether it be money or love or support or guidance, I consider abundance. And the biggest word, like I saw it, like plain as day, was protection. Like that need to protect myself is what was the biggest thing keeping me from receiving on a, on a bigger level, right? I love Being it. in the flow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And that's such a perfect word for what I'm about to say. So that's, okay. That's so good, Tanya. Yeah. So true. So true. Okay, dude. So let's do this. Let's everybody, let's do this together. Okay. So down. So what I do when I bring this through is I actually write down words. I'm going to put the first word as protection, but I'm seeing some stuff here. I'm seeing some stuff. So let's look at it. Okay. So everybody bring your consciousness behind your third eye and let it kind of, your consciousness fall back into your body. And instead of trying to intellectually understand what we're going to talk about, Kind of push the whole world away right now. Like put the whole world in, imagine they're way out. You're on the top of a mountain and they just get to go to the bottom of the mountain. And you're just there by yourself with all of consciousness and the sun and maybe soul family like us. You know, you, you just, but, but it's mostly, it's just you and all that 99% of you that's filled with unconditional loving aspects of you that are rooting for you and your greatest fans. And that's all we're with. And that's within you, but everything else is at the bottom of the mountain. You're at the top. Cool? So Mm -hmm. the next piece of this is we all stand here, sovereign at the top of our own mountains, but together, you know, in our own version of this awakening journey of this coming into who we are and why we're here. So we're all standing at the top of the mountain. So beautiful. And as we stand there, we know that we've been saying that our guidance is separate than us. We've been saying that our consciousness is separate than us. We've been even saying abundance is over there. Abundance is something, it's a concept that's outside of us. We've been saying even that love, love is something you achieve. And yet, let me describe something so we can all feel it together in the container of this is about love and abundance. 
And what we're going to do right now is we're going to activate the deeper truth, which I have never said this way ever anywhere. Okay, that's happening a lot to me lately, by the way. So this is an evolution of even something I said yesterday. So here we are, particles of consciousness. The driver for consciousness is the love of the expansion and the deeper understanding of itself forward. It's all driven by love. That's the, that's the engine that drives it. So every drive in anything alive or dead is waves of love, light, love. So imagine now that you have those between 50 and 75 trillion cells. Those cells are three-dimensional, but the cells are made of molecules. Those are made of atoms. And in atoms, there are protons, neutrons, and electrons, but those are all still considered 3D. What we want to go to is beyond that. So imagine that beyond the protons, neutrons, and electrons is the magnetics between the electrons and the nucleus, is the energy between the atoms, which actually never touch, and that the space between the atoms and the space between the particles and the atoms takes up more room in fact, over 90% of the room, part of that is what scientists call 64%, I think, is dark matter. Dark matter is that which hasn't yet landed in pure possibility. So imagine particles that are fueled, that, that are love-based. So the love of life, the love of expansion, the love of, of creation-based. Those particles... All they want to do is go on the adventure called life. And you're mostly made, even from a physicist point of view, 64% dark matter. Dark matter is just aspects of consciousness that scientists don't understand that haven't yet landed in 3D. Pure potential. You are mostly made of pure potential. Pure potential, driven and fueled by the love of the adventure and the awareness of creation itself, as we all fly forward, being the piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth that we are, and that the entirety of all those non-physical particles agreed at some point. When it was perfect timing in times of great change, they all agreed, and they work in perfect tandem, and they talk to each other, unlike our physiological selves, which tend to think that all we are in our own arrogance is this physical strategic being. Meanwhile, all of us is already on a journey based on the fluidity that love provides that would be so effortless if we would just get out of the way of it. So now here we are, Miss Tanya and everybody, and we have this vast universe of the unknown all deciding and giving birth to this teeny, tiny, the teeniest, tiniest aspect of who we are, which is our physical self, our excuse to pour all of those potentials with a personality and a group of skill sets through a human body. And it's still, at its basis, all based on love. And the result of this incredible Ferrari called consciousness pouring through a human body 
being fueled by the love of life and the love of creation and love of adventure is that there would be total fluidity because that's the way the universe works and we're made of particles of consciousness. So when we come into alignment, all there is is an abundance. It's constant and never-ending abundance by its very definition. When you're fueled by love, when you live the way I just described, you'll be fueled by love as you come into alignment because that's what you're coming into alignment with. And then the results will be instant and, you know, expanding abundance in every direction because you're now allowing yourself to be that multidimensional being. The skill sets to develop from here is, because the questions that come up are, I should say, hmm. the skill sets to develop from here are, how do I go direct with consciousness? How do I embody my own innate abilities, my own superpowers? And how do I come into some level of mastery in doing that? Because now I've got the skills necessary that are, that's another reason for all the bumps we're having lately, because we're just really well practiced in living in the 3D world where we have to strategize, control, go through steps, take the long route, and then find out that consciousness has changed and it all didn't work out anyways after we've struggled this hard. But what if mm. we could just be in the Ferrari of life, driving with the fuel it gave us, and learning the skills to drive that, you know, a million geared Ferrari and all the gears can be going at once, you know, where we don't even have to, you know, half the time, you know, we can go in and out of dimensions and, you know, there's so many things about us. And then what happens is we transcend doubt, which is a perfect thing to stop abundance. So we transcend the doubt that actually stops abundance because doubt is not love. Doubt says you are not a divine child of the infinite universe, P.S., a universe that is you, you're made up of, that only lives in total flow. So I don't know if that kind of brings some, like a little bit deeper clarity or an understanding of why the bumps and what prosperity and love have to do with each other. Does it kind of make sense? Mm, yeah. And can I bring up, um, as you were talking, I just, again, this, this big thing came up and I'm like, Oh, people must need to, to have us talk about this. And when you bring up love, right? Yeah. So many, so many in this lifetime, and we're not even going to talk about past lives because we know that's, <laughs> that's a given, but so many in this lifetime, myself included, Love was, it, it didn't, um, I learned that love was something that hurt, right? Yeah, so there, there's the protection, there's the need to control, there's the fear and doubt, there's the survival, right? So not only do we have all of the, the cultural stuff around survival and scarcity and you have to work hard and you've got to like, push and strive, but then we mm -hmm. actually have these physical experiences, which I do believe our souls asked for, right? That, but it caused us yeah. to have, you know, the protection, the control um, run by the fear and the doubt. So what do you, 
what what can you give um and I know that this is just you know a short call today, but for everyone who's in that boat, which I'm gonna guess there's a lot of people listening who've had some past trauma, whether it was being teased at school or yeah. sexually abused by their father. Like yeah. what what do you give so that we can step into that love that we really the, the pure, divine, um compassionate love that we all want to experience, right? Yeah. My answer to that is, first of all, just with total permission to close yourself off a little bit more after we finish, but just open your heart like 30% more right now. Just in the gentleness of this conversation, just let your heart open just a little bit. You can always bring it back to where it was. So what I would share from your freaking awesome question is, and what I'm seeing, is that uh, protection causes pain. Love does not Mm. cause pain. Protection causes hurt. Love does not cause hurt. And that's not even accurate. Protection. So would you say, so would you say then, this just came in, so would you say then that the love, like the meaning of love that we might have experienced growing up, love equals hurt, to really let ourselves, remind ourselves that that wasn't that really wasn't love. That was something else. The love you're talking about is something that's different. That's exactly they, what I. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Let's not try to redefine it. Let's just let's not try to figure it out. Let's just say that obviously love is not pain. So what is pain? Oh, protection is pain. The weight, the weight, the weight, Tanya gets really awesome now. Because if everything is made of particles of love, of love, even the people that hurt you, it doesn't mean that those people are present to the love. Obviously, they weren't. Obviously, they weren't. Because love wants to expand. But the instant you feel the pain of losing love, you don't want to see anyone else around you. Uh, you don't want to feel the love of anyone else around you because the pain of losing it. It's too deep. That's why we protect. Right. So now not be hurt again. To not be hurt again. To not to not feel the difference between being being loved so deeply by all of consciousness and then realizing that the you know the world can be not that. So the best way to do it is just to prevent the event from happening again. To the mind. But when we wake up, when we start to wake up, the first thing to do is to give permission to the protective mechanisms. You know, if you're so I was talking to a client the other day and she kinda she kinda bites people, right? Like lots of my you know, lots of people do. When someone gets too close or too intimate or tries to tell you what to do because you got controlled all your life or whatever it is, you bite, right? And the thing is That is that love? No. Is it a protective mechanism? Absolutely. Are you correct that someone shouldn't control you because you need to follow your own guidance? Yes. Is there a more so you're not wrong? That's the cool thing. You're not wrong. It's just that the post-traumatic stress of the event that originally happening is governing your behavior. But what we want to know. So here's the clincher for me. 
What I would love everyone to know, including myself, my sweetie, everybody to know, is that the upgrade already happened such that you would always know if that was going to happen again. You just supercharged the upgrade such that your physical self is saying no much more powerfully than you need to because your metaphysical self will all will know it from like a, a hundred miles away. You'll be able to see whatever that is coming from a hundred miles gonna away. Be, you're not going to be duped anymore is what you're saying. <laughs> you're, well, your, your actual receptor sites on your cells have, ter- have been trained now to be able to see that. So you actually don't have to oversee it. You just have to see it. And then when we just relax into and we give our bodies permission to rewire themselves to not secrete the chemicals, the, the extra supercharged cortisol, and we just say, listen, body, I just remembered. I just remembered. And I'm telling you, just by my own remembering, I'm reconciling a deeper truth. Of course, that event already rewired me to be aware of that happening. It will be a really angry, horrible universe. God would totally not love me if my body wouldn't upgrade to be able to know that's coming again. So, of course, I've been upgraded. Of course, and I always do know when it's coming. I know exactly when it's coming. Sometimes I project that it was happening and it wasn't even happening because I'm so afraid of it. But I don't want to cut all those people out of my life. I want to keep those people in my life and the truly, you know, people that have forgotten. If I can bridge them, then yay. But if I can't bridge them, it's like, it serves no purpose in my life. I've already been there and got the T-shirt, and I know you've got my back, consciousness. So it's okay. It's not the protection that's wrong. It's not the biting that's wrong. It's not the fear or the aloofness. None of that stuff is wrong. You have every right to be that way. But what's unproductive is forgetting that, of course, consciousness rewired you so you would see that coming from a million miles away. And what that does is it opens a portal to the abundance to flow. So I don't know if that makes sense I to feel you, that. Sonia. No, no. Yeah. I just, I totally felt that. And I just want to add to that, right? So for everybody that, like, when I noticed the protection coming up, which it still does, but now I'm very aware of it, instead of getting pissed off at it, I say, oh, here you are. Like, thank you. Right? Thank you. I know I needed you in the past, but now we're safe. Right? Now we're you know, even if something does happen, we're going to be okay. Like, we're not a child anymore. We're not, you know, we're, we're now we're in our power, right? So yes. I'm just I'm just seeing that, you know, people like myself, they're going to see it come up. And instead of judging it and trying to get rid of it and telling it it's wrong, accepting it, having compassion for it, and telling it, you know, thank you. And we don't need to live that way anymore. Because the universe, now, you know, we, we have been rewired. And that's, that's the biological explanation for what you just said emotionally. It's like biologically, that's why I love giving scientific explanations. It's like literally your cells create receptor sites so that you'll know. And what that does is it brings your mind peace so that even if someone does bite you, you can say, listen, are you okay? Like, are you okay? And, and if you're about to bite someone, you go, you know what, I was just about to bite you. But you know what, I realize it's like that's my overreaction. You see what I mean? So so there's a there you, we start yes. training ourselves back into the I'm okay, but there's a physiological thing that happens 
Tanya. Oh, that that yeah. and that physiological thing is explained by the receptor sites and the biophoton packages of light coming from the other person and emanating from you that causes the reaction. So as we come to terms with, it's already done. It was already done even when the event, within a year of when the event happens. You're good. You're really good. It's just catching up to it. That's all. I love that, Jen. Yeah, it's already happened. It's just our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Like, like my solar plexus and then it's like, okay, my body's still reacting because it takes longer yeah. to to integrate um, than you know my my higher self, obviously. So I'm yeah. still hearing people saying, well, what does this have to do with money? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now I, I I do I do know now I do know now what it means because if you close off to if you if you're protecting yourself and closing off to love, that is a source yes. of abundance. Of course, it's going to affect all other sources of abundance. You know, potentially. Well, well, well no, let's even take it a step further. All forms of abundance are made of love. Yes. So the cool thing is, is that in 3D, you know how it feels to experience love or exhilaration or excitement or, you know, being really like excited by life or whatever we know what it feels like to feel expansive that expansiveness see talking about money often freaks people out if you directly talk about it right so because people have so much stuff about it but if we talk about it at the deepest level at its metaphysical basis you understand that oh my god i'm pinching off love ergo I am pinching off abundance of all sorts because everything is made of that love. You know? So it's... it's I do. So it has... It's, it's not even related. It has everything to do with prosperity. It has... There's nothing that it doesn't have to do with prosperity. So those fears, it doesn't even have to be fears about money. That's the thing. Every way that we've been hurt pinches off abundance. So... It's an interesting, you know, again, I'm thinking of someone that really is financially really abundant, like way beyond your, you or my wildest dreams um, that I know. And she's supremely unhappy. <laughs> and so she is not abundant. She doesn't experience her abundance. So even when you have the financial prosperity, you don't experience your own abundance. So even when you have it, it pinches off your abundance because she's scared. Like she's scared of everything. So, so you know, love is everything, and you can't well, control it. You can't even try to. And that's a perfect example of you know when people say money can't buy happiness. A lot of people say, right. yeah, right. Well, I'd, I'd be you know blah blah blah. But yeah, like you said, there's people that have tons of money that feel lonely, that feel, you know, cut off from the world, that feel, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. maybe even maybe. not wanting to be here on the planet anymore. So it's so interesting. Um, while you were giving that lovely 2018 Money and Abundance talk, I was just shuffling my, my goddess guidance card deck, and you're not going to believe what card I pulled. One of that. <laughs> No, tell um, me. Undying, undying love, Jen. <laughs> um, the love you have shared is eternal, regardless of the situation. 
The love you have shared is eternal, regardless of the situation. So here, everybody, I just want to add this in because I think it is so perfect. It says, your heart must heal. This can take some time. So be patient. So be patient with yourself. Um, You are healing. The love that you send into the world is an important part of your divine purpose. And that goes for everybody. Yeah, that goes for does. everybody. And it says, too, that nature is a great healer. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I know for myself and healing, gosh, anything in my life, the MS or the abuse or whatever, it's like nature was such a great healer. And this love thing is like you can feel that when you're out in nature. Huge. Like that oh, pure, well, like, yeah. 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 Well, think about it this way. Trees love you so much. See, the, the we don't even perceive it as love. It's, it's almost so loving that it's beyond the love that we can conceive. But they love us so much. And how love shows up is in our ability to exchange life force to each other. Trees are, nature is breathing out what we're breathing in. As we, The only reason you and I can talk right now is because of nature. That is love. And you know the coolest part? Without us even know that knowing, we're breathing out what nature is breathing in. That is a an infinite loop of love. That is infinite abundance. So the physiological reason for when we there's a physiological reason for abundance being uh, triggered or activated by being out in nature, but you have to be present. It's like that woman who has all the money in the world and is unhappy. You have to be present. Mm to the abundance of nature. It's relentless. You can even have a whole winter, everything dies, and it freaking comes back. You know what I mean? And that is a metaphor for our our own lives. Hmm. Whew. There is a lot here, Jen. <laughs> it's juicy, huh? It it is. It is. Um we're going to take some questions in a, in a, in a few, you guys. So star two, if you're on the phone, and I know a bunch of you on the webcast have already put in some questions, but anybody else who does, and then we'll, you know, we have time for a question or two. But um, the other thing, while we're waiting for other questions to come in, one of the other things that's really like the clearing of the slate. I've heard that a lot, and I've experienced that. Can you talk a little bit about what – like 2017 and 2018 and that transition and the clearing of the slate. Oh, so good. Yeah. So, and let's relate it to abundance again, which if I talk about love, you might as well know that I'm talking about abundance because love is the fuel, right? So, okay. So let's see. So last year, I'm sure nobody noticed there was an inordinate amount of contrast. So in case you weren't paying attention, there was. <laughs> there were, there were politi- politically, especially, economically, hugely. We got into some old patterns economically. I don't mean us. I mean the economic system. The political the systems were up. And the problem is we live within those systems. So when there's a system level of contrast, that's, Mm. That's that everybody feels. That's a systemic matrix that's out of alignment. And um, we could, someone from Canada might say, yeah, but, you know, we have Trudeau and he's cute. Um, and I'm like, 
Yeah, but here's the thing. It's not about... It's not about his, or or I don't even want to be condescending. A little bit uh, um, reverse, uh, reverse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that he is. He's brilliant. He comes from his heart, but at the same time, it also he also makes mistakes, and also he's in direct. He's a perfect contrast for his next door neighbor, right? So if you look at, and even the way news media is polarized, everything is in its perfect perfect resonance because in order to build a bridge for humanity that's what we've all been asking for can't we all just i remember being seven years old i asked the exact question i said to my mother why can't everybody just get along and i bet you every five to seven year old had the same thought in their head at some point when they were little like why can't we watch the tv and you thought why can't we all just get along that's what that's what the the not belonging club has in cut that's what that's what we, we, the people that are awakening or awakening or interested in living on purpose, that's what we all felt. It's like, couldn't, can't we all find a way? So that feeling. Yeah, like what's wrong with you people? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, well, that's even worse. Now we're polarized again because we're pointing fingers at the people that, right? Which is a perfect, perfect transition to my point exactly. If you can see it, you're the bridge builder for it. Yeah. So, you either build a wall or you build a bridge. So the wall is a protection, and the bridge is bringing everybody into that new reality. And if you can see the issue that's going on, or if you've experienced it already within your multidimensional and physiological makeup, is an understanding of the beginning of the bridge. A bridge can't be one-sided. It has to have a place you start. But if you can't see where it starts, then you get into trouble. That's where the trouble begins. Well, and it's so subtle. It it can be, and I just want to add, it can be so subtle, right? Because Mm -hmm. like the comment I just said, what's wrong with those people, right? Like what's wrong with everyone? Like up until about a year ago, there was still a big part of me that I didn't say that about everybody, Jen, but... I would say more than I thought I was, more than I was aware of, I'd be like, you know, something would happen. Somebody would do something that wasn't love. And I'd be like, what's wrong with those people? Which is not love. No. No, We've all done it, though. I mean, you are not alone there. We've separated ourselves. But we have to, in order to build a bridge, we have to go. We don't have to hang out with them. We don't have to do things with them. But we have to be aware that we can't be in judgment of them because exactly what you just did is another polarity, right? Like, it's just you're just doing your own version of it, or I was just doing my own version of it, right? So what we do is we just be aware of it without the judgment. We be aware of what it is. That awareness is the beginning of the bridge. So look at all the awareness that has come up. It's like the greatest gift. Look at all the things we can full circle. Holy crap, it's like huge that consciousness um, is showing us that we're ready to bridge all of this. Like, think of all the stuff that's come up. So what happens at the end of the year? And then, oh, I get it now. Oh, that's interesting. No wonder we had a blue moon, super moon eclipse. Of course mm-hmm. we did. Do I? And we had a full yep. moon at the end of the new year. At the end of the new year. Of course we did, because that's what the blank slate was all about. The blank slate, um, putting a whole bunch of things that I never put them all. You know, putting them all. Together. It's like, oh, you're yeah, right. So the blank slate 
could only happen if we actually had all that stuff in January um, because that's what it helped us to do. It helped us to, it helped us, a blank slate is basically taking all the incongruencies and seeing them yep. from what they are without judgment and then how you blank slate it is then you, so listen to this because this is the most important part. You take your consciousness and you turn it away from judging and you turn your consciousness towards the curiosity and the willingness to go on the adventure of, gosh, how is this bridge going to be built? And then the only thing you focus on is, goodness, I wonder how this bridge is going to be built. And as you do that, of course, it's so, so powerful. So powerful. With loads, with loads of compassion for yourself and everybody else who's making this shift right now. I just... Yeah, I keep reminding myself of that. And I even put on Facebook today, um, like, breathe in compassion for yourself, breathe out and send it to everybody else on the planet, because we're all in this together. We're all we really whether whether it looks like it or not, everybody is trying to do this right now. Right. And, even, and we're fumbling. <laughs> yeah. And even like, you know, and even like I I'm just going to share a personal example. I've had a really hard time doing this with my mother um, uh, because externally it doesn't look to me like she wants the upgrade, right? <laughs> so yeah. I've been angry, right? I've been angry at her for not wanting the upgrade and not doing the work. And um, I'm just moving into now like even compassion, right? That maybe, you know, maybe it's not meant for her to do that. Or maybe it is. I, I don't know. But releasing the judgment and anger around it and just having compassion no matter what her role is, right, no matter what her right. soul chose to do, you know, which exactly. I have no she's clue. A, yeah. She, if she's a catalyst, she's a catalyst. You know, I, I – She's a catalyst for me. Her, yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, you, you, know, you know what we say. I'm, I'm like everyone is either the one or the, or the clarifying one. So, yeah. you know, it's like sometimes they're, they're just going to be the clarifying one because it's too scary to remember. For lots of people, it's really, really scary to remember, Tanya. I know. Really and I know scary. that's true for her. I know that's true for her because, yeah, just everything. But even realizing that, but then even realizing, and I'm saying this because I know everybody on the call has that person in their life, right, um, yeah. who they just – yeah, and it's like, oh, well, maybe maybe it's scary for her, and maybe she agreed to be the person that wasn't, you know, that was going to be that contrast for me so I could wake up even more, and gratitude, like that makes me want to cry, like gratitude for her, that she mm. would really live that life that I think sucks for me, in my yeah. perception. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jen, are you ready for a word, question? Word and word. Oh, yeah. Cool. No, I'm so ready for a question. It's so, it's such a beautiful, timely, God. I know. I just feel how much we're all in this together, that we're not, you know, that's what I'm really feeling right now. I'm just feeling all of our connection to each other and, you know, how hard it's been sometimes. And, yeah, that compassion, same thing. Yeah, I feel I feel hearts opening, including mine um, right now. Me Just too. a little 
bit more. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got we've got. Um, I don't see a name. I see South San Francisco, California. I'm going to unmute you. Hello, um, South San Francisco, California. Um, last name might be Sagalis. Are you there? Um, yeah. You yes. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Did oh, you wow. get yourself muted? <laughs> um, yeah, because I don't. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Who am I talking? Who are we talking with? Who are we? It's Kathy, and I didn't know that my name was going to be like called out loud. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just chose the last name because I didn't know how else no, to call it. No, well, that's okay. Sweetie, I guess you were meant to be acknowledged. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, um, I've been through things like everyone else, and sometimes just um, I've been I had a major awakening um, a couple of years ago through very very traumatic experience, but mm-hmm. and so I've been on a really long journey of healing, and I've tried different modalities, and I was shut up like you were saying to love for protection because of the abuse and trauma from the past, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost my purpose. I had such a horrific um, breakdown that I'm still recovering from it. And I really don't know what I'm going to be doing. And I've been afraid of, you know, men are like, they're everywhere. (laughs) And I really do want a relationship. I haven't been in one in so long because of the past, but I feel that I'm more than ready now. But um, I also don't know where my... Um, I had a career in the biotech for almost 20 years, but that's just not me anymore. I can't handle uh, large groups of people. I can't handle the deadlines, the pressure, the day-to-day, the harassment and everything that I've experienced over the years. And I find that I really believe I'm going to be doing something else, but I'm not sure what. Um, I was told many years ago I was a healer before I even knew what a healer was. And, of course, now I've been to many. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I really don't know. I know there's abundance and it comes in many ways. And I I have family and friends, but I also sequestered myself. I've been very isolated because a lot of them really don't know what I have been going through, only a few of them. But I, I just feel mm-hmm. totally lost. Hmm. Right. Um, so so your question is what you're saying. Yeah. I've had the opening where everything with certain people were um, helping me, you know, with the telepathy and different things and my vibration was so high I was blowing out you know the TV the radio the phones it was unbelievable but I lost it and I think what happened was because um I was I ended up having surgery um and then telling my parents I could only have one of them at the hospital because they they hate each other unfortunately I don't know how you could hate but you know you can only hate as much as you loved right <laughs> and so I think that all shut it all down and I've been just feeling like I've been going on a downward spiral instead of back up I, I don't can know. I show you something can I show you did you say Kathy Yes, and I have a very analytical mind, so it's been very hard to get into the meditations. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. The analysis. So let me. Um, may I, Tanya, with your permission? Yeah, please, Jen. I'm just, I'm just seeing this. So I'm seeing you so hugely, Kathy. I'm so glad that you called in. Um, oh, thank you. So what I'm seeing in your field 
is, um, first of all, first of all, anyone that would find myself or Tanya or other people like us, when we say healer, it's really someone that emanates a tremendous amount of love and possibility for humanity. And their heart affects the many, and their 75 trillion cells emanate a lot of biophotons. So they're really, when, when you get called a healer, you're really a bridge builder, a bridge builder to the deeper truth. I want to define that because most people see it as they have to do hands-on or they have to go and take massage or they mishear it. And that's the first thing I want to say. Some of the greatest bridge builders and healers I've ever seen are people in the finance. One of them is in uh, San Francisco. She builds bridges about abundance and finances in a whole different way. She's creating a new reality. I've got um, a friend who's creating a new reality for jewelry. And, like, there's just so many ways that we did. She's creating neuro jewelry where parts of the brain that have been diminished, she's downloaded designs, and these designs actually activate, um, they actually activate the brain um, to repair itself at a multidimensional level. You see what I'm saying? So she's a healer. So... And I do, I feel like it's going to come in a different way. And I think maybe I used to love to cook and do things and maybe it would be through food and to help people to eat organic and change their lifestyles and become healed in that way. But Yeah, so I'm validating um, that it is going to be a different way. It's You can go and learn other things that help you to expand and all that kind of stuff, but please don't think. And so the next thing is there's something that's pinching off the love, my love. and that event, you have every right, as I said earlier. Oh, there's so much to say to you. Let me first start with the analysis. Your analysis, your analytical brain, what it's doing, the analysis is a form of protection. Even a little bit of trepidation about saying your name, it was said on purpose because your higher levels are like, you have nothing to be afraid of, Kathy. You have nothing yep. to be afraid of. You don't have to worry about that. It was said because you have nothing. They're trying to, after all, everything we've talked about, Tanya and I today, You, it, it's a step, let's say. It's a step in your healing to let it be said. And just let it be said and notice that everything, not only even in me or, or Tanya being able to say your name, there's a healing. There's like, ah, they said my name. like. Okay. I, I felt such I felt such love when I said it. Right, Kathy. right. Yeah, flow of abundance. So here's the thing, Kathy. What what is what I'm hearing, and I'm so sorry that that happened to you. What I'm hearing, and I can see you. You're like this beautiful shiny object. And what this has done is, you said I don't want to shine anymore because I'll get taken out. So you don't want to be around lots of people because you can't trust that you're powerful enough to, you know, stop anything bad from happening to you. Um, you can control it more if they're smaller groups of people. I mean, and these are all very, does this make sense to you? Oh, no, absolutely. I'm okay if I'm with someone else, but when I'm out by myself, I just um, That's you know, I get very un- uncomfortable. Well, so here's the thing. You have a tremendous amount of light that you have the potential to emanate. The beginning of your bridge 
you're, the beginning of your bridge is what started, um, y- you really started amping up right before you had your operation, like hugely. And the I, same I, things I, happen to me. I turn, I turn off lights. I turn off, yeah, like everything that happens to me all the time. I wreck my, even in interviews, um, Tanya and I have a relationship with when I'm interviewing with someone I don't know. It's so often that I blow the circuit. Like we have to re-record it. Like it happens so often. So, <laughs> so I want, I want you to know that that is who you really are. And that amount of, and I'm going to say it, that amount of love, Kathy, that amount of intimacy with life, that amount of vulnerability and yearning to feel your dance with life again is what emanates out of you and what heals everything that's all around you. And and bringing back your ability to trust your light, to build bridges, it's just you went pretty, I think you went really far with it. Like you, it, it, it's almost like, it's like you went really far when you could have gone like about two thirds of the way and kind of done it, slowed down to speed up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like there were, there were little clues along the way that didn't quite get listened to because you're having so much fun emanating all this light. And this is a question of learning the tools and learning the skills. This is not a question of you can't be out in the world. You can, you should, you're a bridge, you're amazing. This is a question of, so listen, let me see if I can communicate this so you can get it in yourself. This is what I want to say to you. There are skills and tools to glean that you can embody that will allow you to contain that much light um, and to use it powerfully to transmute the very density that would have attacked you in the past. Like you, you are that big of a conduit, but you have to learn oh, yeah. and just and just take your time. Like, take your time. There's no right. Take your time. You don't want, even in the relationship thing, my God, please, for goodness sakes, take your time. It's there been 20 years, I think. It's been a long time. <laughs> how how well, many then, years, Kathy? Well, I didn't hear you. I have been um, out of a relationship for almost 20 years because it was just so bad the last time. That's yeah. and everyone And everyone doesn't understand why. Um but I, they also don't understand what happened. Well, only you need my to family. understand why. Only you need to understand yeah. why, Kathy. Nobody else needs to know. Yeah, know. nobody else does. And here's the thing. Like, Jen, I'm just going to tack on to everything you said that was coming in um, on my side, which is probably the same thing, but it might sound a little bit different, is just that whole trauma piece, right? That, And I had the same thing, Kathy, like huge light huge shiny object growing up, um, learned to dim my light because I was um, sexually abused quite a bit. And now coming back and realizing that your gift is actually the light. It's actually, I mean, when I say the light, it's it's the love that you emanate. When I said your name, I felt it. Like even just saying your name, it was like this huge explosion of light, like in love and like, oh my God, that's actually what you're here to do. And however you do it, it might be going to the grocery store by yourself. But when you're out by yourself and you and actually it dims your light when you're walking, when you're with somebody else yet, you said, I don't feel safe unless I'm with somebody else. It actually is a way that you use to dim your light and your love and your gift. 
Um, so knowing that when you're out walking or when you're out by yourself, like before you go out, call in your higher level. Um, they're like so there for you, like waiting at the door, like take us, we're with you. Like just I do. Up to I us. actually, yeah, I do ask, yeah, ask them and I do, I've actually had someone, um, contacted. I know that, um, I always knew I had visions and different things when I was younger, but of course I couldn't tell anyone and just different things happened to me over the years. So I always knew I was different, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so I, yeah, I that's that, what I, you know, my, my relatives told yeah. me and my ex-husband who's on the other side oh, yeah. and, um, they're all with me and, um, I was in so, a very bad place and I, I know so, they're all so, looking after me. So hold on, hold on, Kathy, just breathe for a second. Everything you're saying is true. They are all doing that. Everything you're saying is true. The speed at which you've been coming back around is also real and true and absolutely your truth. What Tanya was saying, you got to acknowledge that the speed is fine. You've got lifetimes and lifetimes to come. However, as, so listen closely, as you choose to be alive again, as you choose, that's because that's what's missing, you haven't fully chose to be here yet after everything mm-hmm. that's happened. But knowing that doesn't cause the choice. The choice will happen. You'll be willing to choose more of being here as you learn the tools it's practical. Think of it pragmatically. It's no longer about people telling you who you are or people giving you your instincts back or people, you know, certainly people can validate your instincts. But it's never giving your power away again. And it's starting to re-embody tools that you've never known in order to, and I'm going to say this because these are the words that come. It's actually wielding that powerful love sword that you have. Wielding that requires requires skill sets. You have to find the people that can help you with those skill sets. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It'll bring your mind peace, and you won't, you shouldn't dive right back into life right now because those skill sets aren't present. So you're doing perfectly well. You're you're right on track. The fact that you're still here is a miracle. So, so thank you for sticking around. And well, I'm going to be hard. Well, let's not try hard. Let Let's not yeah. try hard. Trying hard is not the way the universe works. Let's let in. Let's receive right now, girlfriend. Here you the are. The word is open. Receiving. The word is open. Right. You're receiving right now. Tanya and I, you're having a, you're being double teamed by two people that just can feel how much you embody such vulnerability to the entire universe and love. And having been through what we've been through, you know, there couldn't, you're receiving a very safe, loving space right now, my dear. Thank you, both of you. And, and, and sweetie, and Kathy, I get to like also letting go of the need to be understood or, um, acknowledged or what's the word you said it Jen validated yeah like to let go yes the word is validated to let go of the need to be validated by people in your past that could never validate you like here we are Jen and I and you know 
we can feel the light and the love that you are. But so many of us, like myself, I used to go and look to people that they could never validate my light and my love. And so to continue to go to those people continues to keep me small. So mm-hmm. letting go of that need of, of getting that validation from people that could never give it to you, that's just like oh, the final thing that so came true. in to, to, to share with you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank I've you. let go of a lot of people in my life, and I try to keep my yeah. mother at bay. I heard your conversation. I was like, oh, God, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I must have said that for you, too, Kathy. <laughs> you did. When you were saying that, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for being brave. I, I, I do. I just, I kind of lost, like, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I know I have abundance in so many ways, but it's like the bottom line also is if we are going to be in this 3D world, it's like, you know, I still do need an income to pay the rent. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. So like Jen said, and I, yeah, I'm feeling it too. It's like, yeah, that will, as soon as you begin to let down the protection, and opening your heart and going out and just sharing the light and love that you are, the money, you're going to be presented with what, how you're going to make the money. But that's okay. like the first step. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. No. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Oh, God, both of you so much. No problem. <sighs> Thank you okay. for being brave and raising your hand. I appreciate it, Kathy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being Thank you. open. Yeah, way to be open and listen and receive. I've been trying to. I really am open to. Go back and listen to the replay for sure. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be up shortly after. So go back to the page and and listen to it because I think what we just did with your mind is (laughs) it's blowing right now and you're going to need to hear it a few times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And, and, And feel it with yourselves. Like feel it with yourselves just to tag on to what Tanya's saying. Feel it with yourselves rather than hearing it with your ears and intellectualizing it because that's where we can tend to go. Allow yourself to relax. Now that you've listened, now that you've been here once, you know that it's safe, right? So this right. time, feel it with yourselves, and that'll really activate a little bit of how you used to be because you'll be feeling it rather than trying to make sense of it. And that's kind of where Tanya and I both live. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's Thanks, awesome. Kathy. Thank you both so much. Okay. Love you. Thank you. Mm. Oh, thank you. Mm. So, Jen, are you Good. open to one more question? Sure. Let's take a let's take a webcast question. Sure. Um, I'm going to take this one because this kind of ties on to what I asked or what we were talking about earlier with love. Annette says. I would like a new definition of love that doesn't have to do with safety and comfort. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been, I've actually been asked this before or acceptance, by the way, here are definitions that, that are, if you think of love, like on a spectrum, right? Like safety and comfort is not love that that's actually an egoic definition. It's limited. I think it's not, it doesn't cause, that kind of love doesn't cause you to, you know, it's like gives the mind peace. Mm-hmm. But it, it isn't per se safety and comfort. It isn't, love isn't safety and comfort. Love is, 
true love is the presence of the the experience of being fully present to God's light. It it is it is when we love another person, what we're loving is we're allowing what we're doing is we're allowing to experience their specific brand of God's light. All of the creation's possibilities are pouring through the filter of that being. And when we're filterless, we experience the pure potential, the possibility, and the light of that other being. Love is not a noun. For me, love is an experience, and that's part of the problem is that we think it's a thing when it's actually an experience. So true love would allow someone their own experience without trying to project one's own on them. That's really true love. It's providing the freedom for someone to go on their own experience because you have the experience of the light of their future trajectory and the love and everything we talked about earlier, because you have that experience of love from, of, of the light of pure creation from them, what happens is you would never want to dim that. You would never want to do something to dull that. You would never want to hurt, you know, yeah. You'd, so, so true love is an experience. It's an experience of the vastness of creation within every little thing. And if we can be in that experience, we safety is not up for question. Comfort, you don't even care. You'd rather be thrilled and excited. Comfortable sometimes, but mostly, I mean, you'll feel peaceful sometimes, but you, you'll be able to experience any emotion and feel beyond safe. And then what you're doing is you're having the ongoing experience of living from the uh, living in the flow with creation itself, which is love. So how you know your heart and you are coming from that place of experiencing love is that you're expansive and unstoppable and a seeker and you'll tell the truth and you uh, fear becomes irrelevant you might have fears, but you you might have fears just pass through. So again, you know, it's very net, it's very odd to describe something that's indescribable. But if you think of it more as like an experience <laughs> rather than a noun, I think it's it's um, you know, what is love? Us saying Kathy's name. That's love, right? Kathy it's a feeling. Right? It's, yeah, it's, it's that feeling that I yeah, said when experience. I said her name. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, just saying her name, I felt like in my body, I just felt this, like, joy. Because who she is is in her name. So the experience of the multidimensionality of everything that comes along with her name, the full experience of that, and us being in this very heartfelt conversation, very vulnerable conversation, it's tapping us into those particles. So, um, and it is everything. What we 
are called to do is get out of the way of it. It's not something out there. It's in everything. It's us getting out of the way of the experience. And I love that, Jen, and I just want to add to it as well. Like, whether it's self-love or giving love to others, the thing that keeps coming up for me is that, like, non-judgment. Like, allowing Mm -hmm. myself and others to be who they are, accept who they are, feel the way they feel, all their quirks, all their whatever it is, right? And to Mm -hmm. hear and see them and to be with them without judgment, like that to me, like that's what I'm practicing right now with myself and others. Uh-huh. Word. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, that would feel like, because most of us, here's the deal, like most of us haven't experienced that, right? Growing up and that yeah. is like, yeah. like what if, let us, yeah. what if everybody in the world loved themselves that way, like non-judgment, and other people, it would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, what would the world look like? So, yeah, I just wanted to tack that on. So, wow, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Right? I'm going to ask one. If you're open, Jen, I want to do one more question. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, because there was another good one that came in about the bridge stuff. Let me go back and okay. find it. Um. What if a bridge and what if, what if it pushes, feels like a job and what if it pushes away people? What if people get upset? But I know that them being upset is necessary. Like what, you know, what do you do with that? Well, I'm in the middle of one of those situations right now, so I can completely understand that. So when you're building bridges, It's a humble process, not a righteous process. If there's any righteousness, you're going to push buttons no matter what. So don't think that if you're, you, the privilege of being able to build bridges, the privilege of being able to see what's really going on and be able to come up 30,000 feet and notice where the beginning, where the end is. The privilege of being able to do that is humbling because you're literally changing the world. You're changing consciousness. And it's, fun and it's what we came here for but at the same time building those bridges for people who want to feel safe where it starts is compassion is compassion for those god this conversation is affecting myself so much compassion for those who are at the beginning of the bridge you understand that when you start building bridges every control and protective mechanism they've ever had is going to go away, and they don't have the skills or the tools. So they have an absolute right to feel a little bit freaked out by the bridge that you're building. The next thing is, oh, my God, this Tanya, this is so good. And, this, and they might want to burn it down, Jen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but listen to this one. <laughs> Oftentimes, arrogantly, we want to build a bridge because we would feel safer in the building of it. In other words, we're not building it from humility and our place of knowing. We're building it because we don't like the beginning of the bridge, and so that's when we righteously build the bridge because we haven't admitted to ourselves yet that we're the one that is uncomfortable with the beginning of the bridge. And it's only when you can come to that situation that you're observing that's catalyzed you to build it with complete non-judgment and total acceptance of you were alive 
for many hundreds of lifetimes in situations that actually caused this. So the fact that you now get to full circle it is a humbling thing, not a I'm right and you're wrong, because I promise you, you've been on both sides of this issue. Or I'm, I'm better, or I'm better than you, or I'm more conscious than you, or you're, and yeah, you can't play the <laughs> enlightenment Olympics. No, enlightenment. Like, no enlightenment Olympics here. So, 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 you really want to look inside yourself to make sure there's not an aspect of you building the bridge because you feel unsafe. Okay, or you, you really want to, want to check people. in on, or you want to, or you want to save other people. You know, you want to yeah. make sure nobody else hurts. That's all carrying. None of that is authentic. You build the bridges because you're called to build them. And when you're in that place, fewer people get triggered. And when you're in that place, even if they do get triggered, you really don't care because you know it's the right thing to do. And that's really what's happening to me right now in my life is there are some bridges I'm building that people's trees are being shaken. And I know I have to go there and it scares the living daylights out of my ego but I know it's the right, it doesn't matter. It's just the right thing to do. It's, it's love. It, it is love for humanity, love for the person I'm thinking of. It's just, it's just pure love. So, yeah. So what you do is you make sure first that little piece. And then what you do next when people get upset is you understand that when you rock their world and they've built all these protective mechanisms, um, based on not everything staying the same, they have every right to be, you know, they have a right, just remember, they have a right to be scared, just like you've been scared in the past. I and was just, just going to say, just like us, just like us, yeah. when, somebody shakes, yeah. when somebody shakes our tree, <laughs> oh, we yeah. get, you know, <laughs> we feel the oh, same yeah. way. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just had, again, I just had that happen with a, someone really shook my tree, and I'm like, you know what, I am a... I'm a piece of God. Like, I'm a finger on the hand of God. Let's just get real here. So this presented for me, and I'm so grateful for what's appearing, and I'm still going to be present to this dance in love. I'm not going to ignore what consciousness has brought to my attention, and I'm deeply appreciative. But I'm also going to be strong in my knowing. And, uh, and yeah, so th- that's kind of how I deal with it. You can't you – can, sometimes if someone's willing, but when they're that afraid, it's really hard for them to hear and what you want to do mostly is not try to convince them and stay out of their face until they come around to see that you're coming from pure love and that you're being guided by, you know, something deeper. And uh, yeah. when you align with that, they'll come around. Have you noticed that, Tanya? Don't people come back around? I, I, yeah. What I wanted to add, and this was this goes to the, what you just said, when, you know, like, so, like, what I'm hearing and what I, I guess I just want to say it maybe in a little bit different way is, yes, we're all here. Pretty much everyone listening is meant to be here to be a bridge or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And we're not here to do it as a job. We're here. We do it when we're guided to do it and with who we're guided exactly. to do it. And when we do it, we need to let go of expectations and outcomes and let go of the need for it to be received a certain way. Um, we have to even be open to being rejected for it because that might happen, but it doesn't matter because if we're guided to do or say something, that's, however it ends up, that's the important piece. And to not take it personally and to do it with compassion, yeah, and to do it with compassion and kindness is what I get. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Again, it comes back to the compassion and kindness, doesn't it? So, um, yeah. yeah, it just always comes back to that because understanding that everything you're seeing in front of you, you've been there too. How would you have wanted to be been with, you know? Like even my sweetie pie, I remember he had to train me. It's like, you just got to stay out of my face when I'm going through this because I got to get back in my heart and just um, Stay off my yoga mat. <laughs> Stay off my yoga mat. Yeah, you were there for that. Stay off my mat. Yeah, in, yeah. in Peru, stay off my yoga mat. <laughs> that was a great trip. Yeah, get off Don't get mat. on mine, get and I mat. won't get on yours. <laughs> exactly. You got your own, got your own Denver dog. <laughs> oh, Jen, I know that we're at the end of our time, and this has been such a rich conversation. Um, I know that you have a gift for us, so I just want to thank you again for this. Man, I'm going to go back and listen to this. This amazing conversation on everything related to abundance that you could possibly think of, even if you don't think it's related. Yeah. And you've you've got a, you've got a gift and, um, and a program. So there's like two pieces here. It's called thriving body. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What is it? Well, um, well, first of all, thriving body is actually coming up this weekend on the 9th, 10th. And 11th of February, and it's immersing ourselves in the physiological experience of remembering who we are, such that we can go direct with our guidance and stop doubting. So um, it's a, you know, you can, the beautiful thing is you can absolutely uh, come live to the event, and um, anyone that comes from you, we are giving an extra little gift. They just have to let us know that they came from you. So, um, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, and that's what you were asking about, right? The, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. so do you want me to tell them where to find it? Yes, no? Um, well, actually, I can tell them where to find it, and if people want to learn okay. a little bit more before they jump into the program, right, there's a, um, like, a, it's not like an hour, one to two hour um, video webinar that gives them a little more yeah. info that they, yeah, awesome. Yeah, can and you talk that, a little yeah. bit about what that is? That is a, um, that basically is a video we did as an activation for the people who are going to be in the program. But we, we want everybody to be able to hear it because we want everyone to, you know, it's like get the energy of it. And that is all about transcending. It's so good, Tanya, because it's all about transcending the idea that um, you're separate from your guidance and what your body is saying to you, what your cells are saying to you. So that you go direct with that innate guy. Like that, it's like a, it's like a perfect way to open up the portals to be able to trust yourself and trust life in a way that even Kathy was talking about. That is, it's just so important to sink into that place where not that we're not being communed with, consciousness is constantly talking to us. And in fact, mm. if we got in the flow, we talked about it earlier, if we got in the flow of that consciousness and went direct, we wouldn't be pulled out by all these doubts and judgments and worry about other people judging us. And so this is about embodying ourselves as who we truly came here to be in a very powerful but very gentle yet fast track process because I'm like a type A. I, I don't have the patience to, you know, it's, it's, it really, I, I wanted to figure out a way that we didn't have to be pummeled, but we could remember on a subatomic level such that mm. we didn't have to spend the rest of our lives analyzing. And, and this intro 
uh, webinar does that. And then, um, and so we're just offering it to everybody, not just our, our peeps. And so you can go and listen. Yeah. Yay. So you guys, um, those of you, I'm going to speak to those of you who are live right now. And then also to those of you after that, that are listening to the replay. Those of you that are live, if you're on the webcast, there will be a button all the way towards the bottom of the screen that says thriving body. And you click that. And it takes you both to the gift and the program options. So they're both, we're making it easy for you. They're on the same page. For those of you on the phone, um, the easiest way is to go to tanyapenny.com and just click on podcast. You'll see it on the top of the screen. And that takes you to the replay of this amazing conversation. And Jen's gift is um, and program link is right below that. And for those of you listening to the replay on iTunes, Podbean, et cetera, again, go to TanyaPenny.com, click on podcast. There's no sign-in, um, no opt-in, and you just get to access this amazing conversation and Jen's free gift and program, Thriving Body, as well as the Viber Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, which is my free gift to you, uh, the 10 Keys Blueprint, Audio Lesson, and a Guided Therapeutic Meditation Practice. And there's just tons of amazing conversations and lots of other gifts and offers from all the uh, all the amazing people that are are part of this podcast. So there you have it. So Jen, um, thank you so much. This conversation, as always, has been heart opening. (laughs) Very very heart opening, and I just want to say thank you again um, for just sharing who you are and yeah, just being the light and love that you're here to be. And I'm just, I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah. And right back at you, Tanya, thank you for having the courage to go on your journey. You you light the way for so many people and it is an honor to be here. And thank you to all of the listeners for, for just, you know, listening to their hearts calling and being here too. Yeah. You're here for a reason, you guys. Um, you know, take what you like and leave the rest, is what I like to say. <laughs> but you were uh-huh. guided to be you were guided to be here for a reason and maybe there's some things we said that you're like, hell no. And but what 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 is the hell yes? And and look at the hell no's as well, right? Because that might be the ego just trying to trying to hold you back. Um but again with curiosity and compassion as Jen and I talked about today. So so, yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jen. And um, my parting words are remember progress, not perfection, right? Don't be hard on yourself. Compassion, um, acceptance for where you are, who you are right now in the world, and um, just know you're exactly where you're meant to be. Jen, any parting words? Well, yeah, well, I love that quote, first of all. Um, parting words are just, just know that everything is happening for you. Even coming into that realization means that it's all love, even the hard parts. And get curious about what's happening for you instead of getting scared. Just start to be curious. It opens up worlds. So, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay, everyone. So go out and um, as much as you can today, Uh, this week, this month, whenever you're listening to this, um, just listening with an open heart and just really being who you are, right? Not being afraid to be who you are and definitely join us for the rest, um, the upcoming amazing conversations um, and just all the other goodness that 
that we're bringing. Um, yeah, just, yeah, thank you. And, and join us again. And have a beautiful rest of your day and evening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit TanyaPenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.